Last time on the Bestow Curse podcast, our heroes found more awful medical experiments and damning evidence connecting Dr. Devilus with the blood veil sickness ravaging Corvosa. A bloody encounter followed, in which our heroes dispatched the mad doctor and several of his cohort. What dark mysteries await them deeper in the hospice? The Cursed Campaign continues now. still curse oh yeah looks like you guys are in the habit of killing doctors love it what's it? guards people doctors mm -hmm. and kill the postman next don't forget the reception lady <laughs> kept oh. her too yeah he kept the reception lady <laughs> granted she was also a nurse <laughs> we're working our way through genres of workforce professionals mm -hmm. it's the lawyers next uh-oh lawyers next just when you'll need one most yeah doctors yeah. lawyers yeah, book three's lawyers. I think book four is like line cooks or something. Well, so at some point we'll probably turn on the Corvosan guard. Not oh, just... you're gonna double cross the Corvosan yeah, guard. right at some mm -hmm. point probably. Yep, yep. disrespect just the troops. <laughs> you know, funny how the cops covered themselves early in this adventure. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I mean, a lot of people sick in here. Luckily, you guys contain this combat kind of like away from. There's kind of like a corner of this sick bay that's unoccupied, and you kind of kept the combat away from all the sick people. We meant to do that. Can you imagine being in the <laughs> in the throes of this illness, like super, super sick, and like like you're hearing things, you're seeing things, you don't know if they're actually happening or if they're dreaming, but there is like a full mass combat <laughs> happening. <laughs> let, me, let me raise you one higher, Chris. You're laying in a sick bed and your doctor is getting hit in the head by, with a sledgehammer by a giant <laughs> cat man over you. Yeah. Yeah, like I all, would, your, all your attending nurses are pulling out <laughs> razor blades. Yeah. I would assume I am hallucinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fair. Yeah. It would have been much harder to assume if you guys were taking the combat to the middle of the room and just like stepping oh, yeah. on cots. <laughs> yeah. Imagine you've, you know, you're a peasant. You can't afford much health insurance. The only in-network doctor you have, you just see get crushed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a world. What a world. Oh, I hope, I hope people outside the U.S. understand that. Uh, oh, it's probably, probably yeah, incomprehensible. Yeah. Yeah, incomprehensible. People outside the U.S., uh, Cause they just don't understand. Yeah, yeah. You guys, uh, you ever been so sick you hallucinated? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Yeah, that's how I. So I had sun poisoning, and um, I, well, I used to get sun poisoning all the time, but I got hit sun poisoning one time. Oh, you're so tan. I know, mm -hmm. right? It's so weird that I would get that, but I got sun poisoning. Um, and so then one of the things that you're supposed to do when you get sun poisoning that uh is sometimes recommended is to give people Benadryl. Um, that's how I found out that I hallucinate like hella bad when I'm on Benadryl. Mm -hmm. I was pretty sure the spaghetti I was eating, I think I thought it was like octopus or something. Um, it was definitely alive and it was. You're eating worms, Michael. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's like sick enough that you hallucinate. I think that's like true. taking drugs that make you hallucinate true. at that point. True. Oh, if those stories are allowed. <laughs> <laughs> My my for hallucinogenics. Okay, all right. 
I, I assume that it must be a family thing, though, because my Nana got the shingles and it was so bad that she started hallucinating that there were giant spiders in, uh, down her hallway Classic. and in her living room. And she was um, not doing well with that, obviously. No, that's a bad combo. Shingles and giant spiders. Mm-hmm. Have you guys? My, my I'm, I mean, I've never been so sick. I hallucinated, but I've, I've been I've been very sick. Mm. Gone to the hospital before. Oh, what's that like? It's, it's bad. What'd you have? Uh, well, you think of two times that were like really bad. One time I broke five bones in my face playing rugby. Mm. Uh, oh, that explains a lot. Yeah. A couple around my orbital broke my nose for a fifth time. Um, broke both walls of my sinus during uh, springtime, which is allergy Great season. Time. Mm. And so like I couldn't blow my nose at all. Or I would oh, no. re-break the oh. sinus. Oh. So I like pretty much all uh all spring was just kind of like letting shit drain out of my face. Oh. Mm. And it was bad. Like I I remember um because they didn't have to stick anything up there. They actually didn't have to do surgery. Everything stayed in place and my uh I went to a regular doctor and then like a maxillofacial plastic surgeon, and both were kind of like if you don't bump anything, we won't need to cut into your face. Mm. If you do bump shit and move it around, then we're going to have to do surgery. Mm. And then, of course, the plastic surgeon guy is like, I see four other healed breaks in your nose. Do you want that fixed? And I was like, not if, I mean, not if we're good. And he's like, I guess you're good. <laughs> Now, would you call that getting sick or just getting like? Getting well, I think a doctor's visit. Okay, okay. Getting getting sick though, I I got, you know, I was at I was at the Outer Banks, and if any of you have ever been to the Outer Banks, it's like this really straight, narrow, kind of I guess island, like barrier island, um, in North Carolina, and so it's got an ocean side and a bay side, and I was there on vacation with my family. We went jet skiing on the bay side. And, you know, had a ton of water, like, splashing up on my face, et cetera. Um, And I woke up the next day. Well, I didn't sleep. I had this, like, extreme pain in one of my eyes after we did that. And I had been, like, splashed in the face all day. And it was so bad that I, like, couldn't close my eyelids to sleep. And so we went to, like, the only eye doctor on the freaking island. And I had this, like visible corneal ulcer like it was visible oh, to the naked oh, eye oh no and uh i had to have treatment for like three months and wear an eye patch for like three months for that it was like like drilling pain when i saw like light and um and i was taking eye drops every half hour oh wow right i was on three different medicated eye drops that i had to like rotate every half hour mm-hmm. yeah that's sick. Uh, that's yeah. so it healed, and my uh, ophthalmologist was like, "Yeah, man, like where the scar is, like still visible to the naked eye. If it was like half a millimeter to the left, it'd be in the center of your eye, and you'd need to have your cornea replaced." Oh, so I was a uh, half a millimeter away from a dead guy cornea. Oof, God, it was a tough first year of high school. No kidding, I patched McGee for the first two months. <laughs> Well, for me, with a bullet, uh, the sickest I've ever been was a week in college. Um, 
I remember waking up one day and feeling kind of off, like a little funky, like I had a cold or something. I'm like, oh, okay, something's coming on. And by the time it was like bedtime, I was just like cold sweat fever, like bad. I got really bad all like it got worse and worse all day long. Sleep at night, sleep all like terrible, restless night of sleep. And I sweat through everything. Wake up in the morning feeling a little better. So I'm like, okay, I broke the fever. Not bad. But I had sweat so much that I sweat all the way through my pillow. Like backside was sweaty. So I had to strip the entire bed, wash it, go to class, yada, yada, yada. And the same thing happened the next day where progressively through the day, I was getting sicker and sicker until at night, had a terrible night's sleep. Sweat through everything. Next day, cycle starts over. I did this like seven days in a row and every day got worse and worse. And it got to the point where I was just like, I got like this every day I wake up and I feel like it's fixed and it's not. So I went to an urgent care and I met with the doctor and she's like, dude, you have mono so bad right now. Uh. (laughs) And so she gave me a little medicine and it basically cleaned it up right away, which was which is good because I've heard like real horror stories about people that have been sick with mono for like six months or something. Crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It just lingers. Yeah. So like and I was I was irritable. I was sleepy all the time. It was it was just a really, really terrible, awful week. Um, and you know, what's the worst thing about it. Everyone says that mono's the kissing uh, virus, but it's been a while since I've been making out with anybody. We're doing so. no kissing. Right. So it's just probably someone was gross at the gym or the food court or something, which is like the worst way worst to get, to get mono. Mono. Yeah. <laughs> you got you got that real toilet seat mono i know yeah so that's definitely the worst i've ever been sick so my sp- like my spleen was like about to explode that's what she said Oof. bad times jeez mm. i probably could have gone a couple more days <laughs> chris oh yeah so well, I'm hearing your guys' stories i feel a little better about how sick i've been yeah. like mine, mm-hmm. mine aren't that bad i got I had walking pneumonia when I was a kid mm-hmm. that kept me down for, I think, a week or two. Um, so, you know, in bed for that, that was hard. But I feel like the sickest I've been in recent memory was just the the COVID that I got from yeah, the last oh, really in-person yeah. PaizoCon. That was rough. The the uh, confined to the bed for, like, alternating waves of, like, sweats to chills and everything hurt. And I wasn't eating a lot. I mean, no, no, no more, like, moderate COVID symptoms, basically. But other than that, you know. Pretty okay. Yeah, it's not so bad. I mean, it's bad. I remember bad, you were down like 10 days. Yeah, I was down 10 <laughs> days. Like, uh, And I still don't think I can smell things normally. I think my sense of smell is permanently impacted. But like mm. overall, like I'll, I'll take that over worse symptoms for yeah. sure. Yeah. That reminds me. I think the, the scariest time when I've gotten sick was when I had COVID as well. And I lost my sense of smell. It eventually did come back. But I was heartbroken and terrified that it wasn't uh, because that's a decent part of my job is being able to taste food. And you can only perceive basic tastes if you can't smell. And that would have been so sad. But it came back. So I was okay. Oh, my God. Is that do you know anyone who's like that's impacted them working that just can't taste stuff anymore? Because I feel like it's an easy way to ground out of your profession, I guess, is (laughs) Thankfully, I don't know anyone that it didn't come back. But when I was doing some sensory training, that was uh, it was during COVID times. And that was actually something that was brought up uh, during our final evaluation was if anyone had 
COVID in the span when we were getting this training, because it was over the course of a year, uh, they would essentially kind of give you a little extra leeway because like Mm. all of the training wasn't going to be the same if you lost your sense of smell and it came back. Mm -hmm. So there were a few people that, uh, that I think fell into that category, but luckily they got their sense of smell back. So they weren't completely out. Well, a couple of years, if there's some products that just start tasting a little off, you know, they get a team of, uh, of, of COVID testers, uh, who are sampling and determining the product. Mm-hmm. That tastes real good to you, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, these are some really strong flavors. <laughs> I'm loving this. I think we're about to see a wave of new Malorts for just like how the guy can't, that made Malort couldn't taste anything because he burned out his taste buds with mm. cigarettes. Yep. So he made Malort. Could be a, a whole lot of COVID people like, hey, I need something that I can taste or smell. So, yeah. Keep an eye out there, folks. Yeah, I could see like, hot sauce is making another comeback oh I mean, sure. obviously mm. actually that has been kind of during covid which i don't really correlate i think that's like a more of a kid trend but like the the uh the flaming hot like flaming oh, hot yeah, everything mm-hmm. like oh, frito lay has done like everything flaming hot there's like extra flaming hot takis and shit mm-hmm. I, I don't really think that's necessarily a covid thing i think it's more like flaming hot cheetos got really popular and then they mm-hmm. expanded it to everything Mm. Yeah. yeah, I'm down for the concept though. Like I'd pitch like viral vodka, you know, which is like it's just really strong vodka that maybe you don't have to distill as often. Uh, viral if you're vodka. selling to COVID, to COVID folks, I think there's a market. Yeah, it's weird to think about. Um, and honestly, like stuff like this, stuff like what we're playing is like weird to, little weird to play in the post COVID era. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of a lot of our listeners have mentioned as much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like there's a you know you don't you don't get many parties talking about PPE in the when you're playing it in mm. 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, simpler times, yeah, simpler times, simpler measures. It hits a little closer to home when the you know the doctors are shitty in this and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but you killed all the doctors, so uh, I guess only good doctors from here on out. One can hope. I guess the doctors learn their lesson. If they're (laughs) shitty doctors, they're going to get murdered. (laughs) Do your job or else. Real vigilante justice here. We have a vigilante in the party, so I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So without much further ado, I think I'm going to give out a hero point. And this one's going to go to Mir uh, (laughs) because of that crazy like 150 damage spell perfect cone that you got and i think everybody but devilus at least failed if not crit failed uh against that spell dc so it was super effective this one comes from ellie luck either you have it or you don't that's simple sweet to the point Uh, i'm gonna give one additional hero point out because i have said to myself i will do this if i goof on the rules and i did uh, so this one goes to Diego mm. because uh, as a friendly listener pointed out in second edition, when you get up from prone, any attacks of opportunity that are made against you are not made against your flat footed AC because there's like a little clause in there that says if you take a move action and it happens in the same square, the the AOO happens after that action is completed. So you would have stood up. So. Hero point to Diego. This final one, 
I want to call out uh, because we both messed it up on both sides of the table. So I'm not giving a hero point, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but we recently came up with uh, against the circumstance where um, Sylvie is concealed because of blur, I believe. Yeah. Cast blur on herself. Now, um, unlike in first edition, when you target somebody with a spell in second edition, that is a save or suck spell. It still is impacted by blur. So when I cast Phantasmal Killer on you, I would have had to roll Concealment. However, and this is something important to note because it's going to impact you on the other side. Anytime Vet casts a heal spell on you, we also need to roll Concealment. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, or anytime somebody tries to battle medicine you, etc. So that's something we need to keep in mind on both sides of the combat, and that's why I'm not giving out a hero point for that one. Um, but we live and we learn. We've been playing a lot of first edition very recently. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, it's it's good that we uh, figure out the the little minutia differences because I feel like I feel like that AOO one is like literally a sentence tagged onto the back of a paragraph long description of Attack of Opportunity. So, so I'm glad I'm glad it was called out. But yeah, I, I probably wouldn't have caught it. It's also not something you really intuit, right? Like if someone's standing up, you you think like, oh, I'm going to take this swing at them while they're while they're getting up. Not like I'm going to wait for them to stand, be ready for my attack, and then I'll attack them. You know, so like logically, uh-huh. it doesn't quite follow. But I mean, the, the rules are plain as day. Yeah. And I think it's something that in first edition was a little bit ambiguous mm-hmm. that they added that sentence specifically to clarify in second edition. Yeah. So they did a lot of that between editions which is helpful but it's also a little difficult when you're coming from first edition (laughs) played it the opposite way the entire time so without further ado let's get into it you guys checked out the entire upstairs last episode uh found some very important notes uh notes that you think will help you piece together a cure for blood veil um you've also found some people in need of rescuing upstairs uh mostly varesians that are being experimented on you made your way downstairs and found out where Dr. Devilus went. He went to rally the support of everyone else in the on the first floor of the building. Uh, so you were attacked by a very large group upon descending the stairs. Uh, and after a very heated combat, came out on top um, with no deaths. Very good. That's where we find you now with a pile of bodies and a question. <laughs> what are you guys going to do? <laughs> Right, you say no deaths, but I'm looking at one, two, three, four, nine uh, bodies around us. Oh, I mean, no deaths for you <laughs> yeah. guys. No we are guys. we are in we are in the middle of a pile of corpses. So I think just kind of getting started, like Vex just breathing heavy because he just expended a ton of positive energy towards this party just to keep everyone going. Oh, Lord, is everybody okay? I am feeling much better now, thanks to you. Right, right, and he, he's he's rubbing his forehead a little bit. This is gonna be a tough one to explain, guys. We're gonna have to come with our come with our evidence first before we start telling people about all the deaths that we caused here. This Reiner fellow, appointed by the Queen himself. This is this is a tough one. This is a tough one we're in. I don't know what you mean. These deaths look like they could have been due to blood veil to me. He's <laughs> standing like someone's got their head caved in from a sledgehammer head. People have clear signs of like spell damage. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. Well, 
I'm not ready to run out of here yet. I don't think the rest of you are either. We certainly have Andason below and several chambers here still on the first level to investigate, but I at least need to heal up and I know some of the rest of you need to as well before we start thinking about doing anything else. I, I, I'm definitely needing some healing here, but also what do we want to do here? Because there's a sick over there. Do, do we want to heal right now or, or move the bodies? Or There's just like a lot of people, a lot of witnesses. Like I just mm-hmm. don't know what to do here. I mean, I guess we can just start by healing ourselves. <laughs> Heal up before we hit any other rooms. Well, the people in the cots might just have fever dreams about <laughs> violence. If I could interject for a moment, um, there is a room full of people that you desperately wanted to get out of here, but didn't want to spend the time healing to get them mobile. All of you pretty much have taken damage. You could potentially go up there and do a burst oh. and get them mobile. Now that there's no one on this first floor, be a good time to get them out of here. And it looks like there's enough cots up there that... Replace the bodies. Mm. Oh. An Indiana okay. Jones uh, swap. <laughs> <laughs> one for one. Quickly, weigh the corpses. That sounds, that sounds phenomenal. Now that that would t- that's certainly going to take you guys some time because you're oh, yeah. you know you're dragging bodies up a flight of stairs. Um, you know Diego could probably take a body every five minutes, but it's still going to be. I say, what's my drag body skill? Drag body skill is going to be athletics. Mm-hmm. Can we put dead bodies on a floating disc? We still have that wand. Well, technically, a body is considered an object because uh, <laughs> it, it no longer is. So, so yes, is what I'm saying. But I, I don't know what the weight limit on floating disc is. Um, trying to pull it up. Five bulk of objects. Mm, none of these are halflings. They're so probably not. Darn. Until we cut them in half. We'll have to quarter them. Yeah, you probably don't want to <laughs> cut them into pieces. I want to look, at, yeah, look at that, as intact as possible. That would be that. a last resort. Yeah. <laughs> a little extra. Um, suffocation. Oh, Chris. No breathing. Oh, yeah. All right. So let's let's take one, like, everyone take a body up. We, everyone takes body up. We do the burst heal, and then we replace those bodies with these bodies that we brought up, and then we go back and take round of bodies, too. Yes, that sounds mm-hmm. great. Now, when you free these people, you're going to need to, like, you're probably going to want to escort them potentially to someone like, I mean, I don't, don't want to keep putting ideas in your head, but like they're witness to being <laughs> experimented on. So they, they could be valuable for your cause. Mm-hmm. Well, how far away is our friend Cressida? I mean, if, if we're, if we're calling it like an hour to get these bodies up and like in the beds, I'm sure, like, someone like Vec that doesn't have a very high athletics could escort the group of Varesians to to Cresta in that time and explain the situation. Oh, yeah. Level six, my athletics, plus zero. Plus zero, oh. yeah. Um, yeah, that makes sense to me. <laughs> everyone that is taking a body up, I'm going to need to uh, have roll an athletics check. Okay, beautiful. Just to see how long it takes you. Yeah, of course. Not a problem. Ooh, that's a 24 for Sylvie. Okay. Diego is wounded, wincing as he tries to carry one with an 18. Figgy has a 26 to carry one up uh, by, by dragging, and Mir 
struggle a lot because I roll a three on the die for a 12. Yeah, so it takes Diego and Mir about 10 minutes to uh, to take these bodies up, but uh, Figgy and Sylvie both make it in five and go back down for another body. <laughs> Should we roll again as Figgy and Sylvie? Uh, you can either roll again or if you guys want to like do your burst heal now. Uh, yeah, before they go back down, we'll do so that vet level. can that can start to. Yeah, what's uh, I mean, like, how bad are these people looking? I'm trying to determine like what level of heal I should be dropping. I know we all need healing, probably a significant amount of it anyway. So I can throw I'm down roll. half. Okay. Uh, so why don't you go ahead and roll me a uh, a medicine check? I don't know if you had gotten the. Uh, anyone exact state of, anyone can yeah. yeah the exact state of these guys other than a lot of them are unconscious oh I got a natural 20 31 nice I got a 25 great you guys are all doing really good on these medicine checks um, you realize that uh, while they are some of them are unconscious some of them are like barely like conscious and almost like mumbling mm-hmm. um, you think ah, these guys probably like they don't strike you as adventuring type, so you could probably like get them up and walking with a you know with a simple heal, like a simple low level heal. You think you know right. in in game terms, they probably have like a commoner's hit point pool. Okay, <laughs> so like you know ten ish hit points. So I am going to, I I guess burn up the wand then, which I haven't used yet. And then I'll immediately use my reaction to roll a d6 on top of that for my healer's halo. So it's going to be a d12 and a d6 to everybody. So let's see what this actualizes at. Kind of crappy. That's going to be six total for every person. Oh, just total six. Yeah. It was a level one. A simple one. Okay. Little guy. We could be using like medicine and stuff now, like in between the ten minutes that it's going to take us, so stuff mm-hmm. resets easy. Be good too. Yeah, I mean yeah. these guys, Honestly, these guys with six, you know, they're starting to sit up. You're starting to like let them go out of the restraints. They're all above half hit points at this point, so like they'd all walk, be yeah. they'd all be fine to walk. So while I'm gone taking these people down, Haley, if you want to clean up the rest of the hit points, you good with that? Yeah, I can do that. Um, I can heal two at once, right? So I could just be. Doing two and two and two every ten minute, or actually every minute, right? No, that's fine. What what I'm telling you is, you probably don't need to heal these these um, these guys anymore to get them to go. They're they're at mm-hmm. six of ten hit points, so they're yeah they're yeah. doing okay. They're fine. But if you want to be like healing Diego and Sylvia at the same time, or Diego and yourself at the same time, or whatever, you can. Well, they'd have that. to stop moving bodies, so let's get our bodies. <laughs> okay. What I will say is, Vec, if you want to wait until the bodies are moved up mm-hmm. then every 10 minute in- interval you can be doing a um, lay on hands lay on hands and refocusing that's mm-hmm. exactly what I'm going to be doing so the first 10 minute interval has happened Figgy is able to get two bodies up in uh, five minutes because I just rolled a natural 20 right mm-hmm. Griffin yes because <laughs> you just rolled a natural 20 with a 31 uh, and Mir succeeds at getting one up in five minutes okay and uh, Sylvie succeeds at getting one up in five minutes. Here. Not letting us share our dice rolls. And Diego succeeds at getting one up in five minutes. Uh, the DC is 20, so I'm just kind of saying whether you mm. succeed or fail or, you know, whatever. Gotcha. Uh, and it's not like a, 
you know, a crit fail condition is like you take 20 minutes, you know, <laughs> uh, or you ask somebody to help you and it takes two of you the, the 10. It's not life or death here. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm going to I'm going to hit myself with the laying hands and then I'm going to start leading these people away. Do you want to take the notes that we found as well? Yes. Yes, I do. You guys have succeeded at getting all the bodies up uh, in 15 minutes, which is fairly impressive. Yeah, because um, Figgy managed to apparently get three up I don't in know literally how Figgy, 10 minutes. Figgy, because he's become a medium-sized badger, he, he's... Like, he's mature. Look, he threw one on his back and used his uh, mouth to grab and drag the other one the second time. It's like, I got this. No problem. Yep. Put the team on his back, though. So all those bodies are up in the beds. Vec, what I'm going to need from you... So you, you get a lay on hands off, probably two, before you leave. Yep. And then what I'm going to need from you is some diplomacy to convince these clearly frightened people, convince them of what's up, yeah. basically. Convince them that you're taking them to a place that's actually going to help them. So he's going to do this as soon as he's done with the heal, the, the burst heal, to try and curry some uh, positive favor from that. All right, listen up, folks. I know you've had a really difficult time. I'd like to introduce myself. My name is Vicaris Relby. I'm here with my friends, Diego, Sylvie, Mia, and of course, the little guy over here. That's Figgy. And Gakin. Gakin as well. Yes. Hello, Gakin. What? I'm here? <laughs> yes. Gakin, keep up. Come on. Thought I was downstairs. <laughs> um, so, and then, and then Beck is going to go into, I think by now... I'm sure you've all realized that you're not being treated in the proper way. This is experimentation. This is medical malpractice. I want to take you to the city guard. Now, I'm not taking you to the Grey Maidens or the Queen's people because I know you've seen them around. They seem to be in the thick of it as well. I'm taking you to a woman that I trust very much, Miss Cressida Croft. We've been through a lot together and she is going to take care of you. In fact, she needs to hear everything that's happened to you. I also have this journal of notes here that's going to back everything up that you tell her. So at this time, I'm going to lead you to safety, but I also do need your cooperation. No running off and just tell her the truth. Tell her what these people have been up to so we can stop them for good. Uh, wh why are there so many bodies on the ground? You that say you want to help us. Uh, how many people have you killed? Well, in the other room, it, it, I'm sorry, I, I'm trying to just remember upstairs. Are we in the room with like all of the scientific experimentation in there? You're in the room that was like the room right before Devilus's office mm -hmm. that had the notes and it had like the, the yeah, the science equipment okay. and the, the lines of like, you know, 15, 20 beds. Gotcha. Look around you, mate. None of this is here to help you, to make you better. They want to learn more about you and why you resist this virulent disease so they can hurt your loved ones and your country people, Varesians, who are naturally resistant to it. You're not getting better here, and the people that are making you worse are people that we put down. Yeah, there was quite a lot of them, but we did it because we had to, or else you would just be another dissection to them. Uh, another one kind of pipes up uh, a woman this time. Uh, I, I think I think this man's telling the truth. I wasn't I didn't come here of my own volition that acrobat woman 
brought me here. I wasn't even sick. I don't know about the rest of you. I wasn't... I didn't have blood veil. I've never caught it. And then Vekul will look around the room. Well, anybody that came here of their own volition and received the medical treatment that you expected and started feeling better, better speak up now, because otherwise I'm going to assume, just like her, you were either taken or taken advantage of. The room is quiet. And I think that proves my point. Go ahead and roll me diplomacy. All right. I'm rolling the big rock die. Imagine trusting a Harley Quinn type for like your healthcare coverage. <laughs> All right. That's a 14 on the die. We're looking at a 29 total. Yeah. With a 29 and especially with the testimony of like one of the other people in this room, one of the sick people, you convince them to, you know, to follow you wherever you're going. And so I think, you know, Vec maybe maybe pops off one last heal or whatever he needs to do uh, before leading this group over to Citadel Volshnik. You maybe, like, look around the room. You're able to find, like, their street clothes. Mm -hmm. So you maybe, like, ask them to, you know, change into street clothes or whatever um, so that they're not wearing, like, medical gowns, bloody medical gowns through the streets. Yeah, 20 people walking ass out. Yeah. Um, so you do that. What What's the rest of the group doing while Vec is out? Mir was attempting to heal the party as much as she could uh, two by two. I have been rolling in the background here. Not like really great and really bad. It's been both. up and down. Uh, it's only one of the two. Uh, one of the two. So um, just for background sake here, I healed both Sylvie and Diego with a critical success for 24 points. Great. Uh, then I failed for Mir and Figgy, and then I crit failed for Mir and Figgy, took some damage, and then I crit succeeded <laughs> with Mir and Figgy for 22, and then I crit fa- or I failed with Mir and Diego and then I crit failed for Mir and Diego and then I crit succeeded for Mir and Diego. A lot of crits. A lot of crits on both sides. <laughs> a lot of good crits on both sides. Yeah, that's what they the say. Board. Yeah, It was literally all up or all down and um, now I think almost everyone is healed up except for Figgy is one down which I'm not, I don't care about. So I'm going to say that sounds like about an hour of healing? Yeah, I'd say so, and I'd yeah. say Vex's probably oh, back. Not yeah. my Bravo's brew effect. Yeah, oh, so no. unfortunately, oh, yeah. unfortunately right. those Bravo's brews are going to uh, roll off. Vex, you make your way to Citadel Volshnik, and, you know, the, the guards are probably rightfully surprised by you having a, you know, trailer of 20 people. Mm-hmm coming in. Uh, I'm sure you explain yourself. You're well known enough that I don't really need a diplomacy check for you to go see uh, Cressida. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you would enter Cressida's office and uh, what do you what do? You do? What do you say? Cressida, good to see you again. Uh, hey there, Vec. Uh, what, what are you doing with so many people behind you in my office? I think you're going to want to sit down for this one. All right. Did you learn something new? Yeah. News keeps getting worse, as I've said. It's raining, it's pouring in this city. We went to the hospice. My friends are still there. It's a bloody massacre, Cressida. They're experimenting on people. They're trying to make the disease worse. These people, these people that the Queen brought in, Devilos and his other beak-nosed friends, they're all evil. They're rotten to the core. 
They're torturing people. They're experimenting on them. They're not here to cure anything. They're here to exacerbate the issue. And we actually found out that woman we've been chasing, Adason, she's there too. She's below. She's hiding. And my friends are waiting for me to return to root her out. So, I need you to take care of these people. They were test subjects. And they can all testify if they have to. I've talked to them. They know what to say. They're going to tell you the truth. But to back that up, I also have this journal. It's written in Devilos's hand himself, although Devilos is dead now. Oh so, my. <laughs> you killed him, eh? Yeah. We right. did what needed to be done. That'll be quite hard to explain, but... Um, but you, you didn't just leave his body out in the open, did you? No, my friends are taking measures to protect that right now so people don't stumble into it. But I cannot stress enough. This journal is worth my life. It's worth your life. And you need to defend it as such. This could be the key to curing this disease and saving the city. Alright. I'll make sure it's kept safe. We'll put it in put it in a safe here. Uh, no one's going to be come breaking into Citadel Volshnik to get it. I assume um, you weren't followed here or anything? No, no, no. At least not that I could tell. I followed him. <laughs> Pot down. Oh, he told me to follow you. Um, you you may want to call up our friend Ashani. I think he might be able to help you start to decode what's in here and start turning it around for good. Right. And if any of these folks are still sick, I can certainly, if they're witnesses, I can divert some of our limited funds to get in the Church of Abadar to heal them. I'll contact Ashani right away. Incredible. Thank you, Cressita. Listen, Vec, I hope you don't mind me saying, but you look a bit beat up. You look a bit tired. Yeah, I, I feel it. I can't imagine if you're about to fight a cult that you'll be doing any good running across the whole thing tonight. You're going to hurt yourself. You're going to, your friends are going to hurt themselves. Can you tell me exactly the state that you left the hospice in? My friends are the hospice in general. Well, I assume your friends are at least as beat up as you. You didn't say anyone died, so I assume they're all okay. Had a couple close calls, but right, they're, they're alive. What's what's the personnel status there? Bad. Like, you said you killed Devilos. I assume if these people say that they've been being experimented on, you killed the people experimenting on them. All the beak-nosed bastards, we got them couple other people that were in on it. I mean, there's no medical personnel left in the building, at least as far as we got. And the ones that are there, I wouldn't trust them at all. Alright. You got... You killed some of the physicians, alright? Oh, yeah. Alright. I'm gonna send a few guards back with you. They'll... I'll find the men that are most versed in healing people. I'll get them to put on the the beak nose costumes. You probably can't tell one person from another in those. And all all you and your friends need is a little bit of time. Um, I know a few Grey Maidens, a few that are a little flexible. I'll see if I can get them to step in. Again, I can't guarantee anything, but if there's no personnel on the first floor and you're hiding the bodies, I can at least make it seem if nobody calls for Devilus in the next, you know, 10, 15 hours... You should be in the clear. Well, once again, Cressida, we owe you a great debt. And the people remaining, the sick in that building, will owe you as well. 
Thank you for your heart and giving it all for this. We're going to make it worth it. What I need you to do, though, if I'm going to spend these resources, because they're going to be tied to me, I need you I need you to, if you're resting there, to stay there. Make sure nothing comes up. We ain't going anywhere till the job's done. Right. I have my word. Best case scenario, nobody comes up and nobody's wiser that you've killed everyone on the top floor. Worst case scenario, you don't get as much rest as you thought. But I'll try and keep a front for the front of the front of the hospice. So at least no one from the outside's coming in and wondering why it's a ghost town. Well, I think based on what we've been through already, it's going to get a lot more difficult before it gets better. And uh, if we don't come back from that basement, Cressida, get the rest of the sick out and burn it to the ground. It's been a pleasure serving with you. <sighs> we've been working together for too long for me to want to burn that building down without checking that you, are, you all aren't alive. Plus, uh, I don't want to be a stickler, but you have to burn it below the ground. Do you want to get the basement? Burning foundations is quite hard to do, by the way, Vic. I'm just saying. Find an alchemist. <laughs> you know a couple of rat folk, right, that could do it? I can make an alchemist fire that can melt concrete. <laughs> it's planted under the Grand Cathedral. Okay, well, you leave these, these people with Cressida, and you can tell she's, like, kind of quickly springing into action. She leaves her room. And she gathers a couple of men, men and women, um, four guards to come join you as the, you know, as the stand-in physicians. And she introduces them as field medics, so they might actually be able to, like, help some of these sick people a little bit. Um, and then she she just kind of tells you, look, um, what I'm going to try and do is get my contacts with the Grey Maidens there before the second shift shows up so that they can explain that there was a scheduling conflict and they're on duty. I know about three women that would be flexible enough to do that. When they show up, I just advise you not to kill them. All right, are they going to announce themselves as knowing you? Or I, just, I don't want any friendly fire here. Or if they know to look for me and the other weirdos I travel with. Great. I'll, uh, I'll tell them when they show up to ask, uh, to ask for Vec and, you know, Whoever they bu- who whichever of you or these, this group they bump into, they'll they'll come and get you. All right. If another gray maiden shows up before them and doesn't ask for you, then I suppose you know what to do. Nothing we haven't done before. But you did say there weren't any survivors, right? As far as I'm aware. Well, actually, now that you mention it, we did lock a gray maiden in a cupboard, one that seemed partial to our calls. Maybe in a loose way, she gave up arms and maybe seemed to realize what they were doing was wrong, but I, I don't know how far I'd trust her. She might be worth questioning, though. That might be... Well, that could be very helpful for us. If you could get her to change the schedule, then I'd have a lot less convincing to do to get these Grey Maidens to come and help. Now, I... You know, they'd still be suspected shady business getting a ask from me and showing up to an empty warehouse. But up the chain, there'd be a lot less scrutiny for them being there. And so likely they'd get in a lot less trouble. Well, my friends and I can be quite persuasive. All right, then. I know you can. Uh, just make sure it happens. And uh, and then I can, I can use that as a bargaining chip as well. Well, hopefully... We get this all sorted out. 
and tomorrow we can start talking about how to finish this plague off for good. Sounds like a plan. She wishes you luck, and you make it back with these guards who, uh, you know, who quickly, I'm sure you introduced to the group and everything, and who quickly slip into uh, the uh, Queen's physician's outfits uh, where they're hardly differentiable from uh, the people that wore them in the first place. Cool. So Mir wanted to spend some time while she was healing, talking to the like guard in the closet. Sure. But I have zero diplomacy, so... Uh, I would Anyone certainly else? allow you to use deception if you're thinking of ah. deceiving. I don't I- know if you're trying to be straight and narrow or if you're trying to... Well... We know the closeted Grey Maiden certainly isn't on the straight and narrow, so maybe that'll work out. (laughs) Happy Pride, everybody. (laughs) I don't know how I would deceive them. I'm not always great at that. If someone has any pitches for me, that'd be great, because otherwise, I'm usually pretty (laughs) straightforward. I usually use deception to hide from more obvious things. No, you've got underworld connections, right? You could... Make up some lie about underworld stuff, criminal connections. So I don't know. Oh, I wonder if I wonder if that's a decent angle where you could be like, "Hey, are you cool with what's happening here? Because if not, I might be able to get you an out with like underworld connections, like get you out of the gray maiden life." Yeah, that doesn't feel like a lie though. Well, then maybe you're using your underworld lore instead. But I, I, I guess yeah, that does I would, like I would certainly allow under underworld lore for that. Uh, I feel like I would allow deception in a sense because you don't actually, I mean, like, you have a connection with, like, DeVargo, right? But, like, as far as his connections go, you don't, like, really know how they would help her out. That's where your deception is, comes Mm -hmm. in. Okay. I would prefer to use Underworld lore, though, um, if that's what I wanted to go for because it is a higher by one. If you want me to use deception, I will use deception. Okay, so what exactly are you trying to get her to do? Or Yeah, that's a great question. Because, uh, like, you're not privy to, like, Vex's plan yet. Right. Honestly, I'm more... I, like, don't... I didn't really want to do anything besides just, like, make her be friendly. That's all I was trying to do, not... Because I don't know anything okay. about Vex's plan. I'll let you use Underworld Lore to do that. So, basically, what you're doing is the equivalent of a diplomacy make an impression. So you're trying to make an impression here to improve her attitude towards you. Yeah. This might be a good opportunity to get a little information on them, too, because they kind of came out of nowhere. They were appointed by the queen. They're, like, definitively supposed to be all women. So, like, they've... I think there's there's more, like, stuff about them that we don't understand or, or know. So maybe just, like, learning a little bit more about Grey Maidens is just going to be generally helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Honestly, a lot of what I want to do is just kind of try to get that like friendly make an impression as a whole yeah. so that we could question in more detail have someone potentially that we uh, trust if she goes back or generally just like don't immediately report mm-hmm. <laughs> alright let's do that so I should do you just want me to roll an underworld lore well okay so you're going and you're letting her out well I think I'd talk through the door first okay Look, this is like a hostile... It was a hostile environment. She went into the 
like pantry closet, whatever. Right. And so I think it would be one of those things like Mirror was trying to heal. And as her, she's trying to heal Figgy and herself, which, by the way, took forever because she didn't do well at that. Literally took 30 minutes for her. I think she'd be like, all right. So uh, what got you into all this? I mean, uh, uh, do you really want to be here uh, experimenting on people? I'm not experimenting on people. I'm just put here to guard this place. I I can't say I really understood what was going on. I assume they were separating people from the rest of folks because they had some promising something promising about about them that they thought would lead to a cure. I can't deny that they probably did lead towards a cure, but that's not what they were trying to do. It seemed more like they were trying to infect them just because they weren't sick. I mean, what? Why would the queen's physicians do that? Why, why would the queen want that? It's she's the queen of this city. I understand that, but there have been a lot of changes very fast made by this queen. Basically, as soon as her husband died, you guys all showed up, which no one really knew about. And then we have the sickness that came in, and all of these physicians came in all of a sudden. Just doesn't feel quite right. What else is she doing? I don't know that this just feels like a step. Like <laughs> it feels like a leap to take to say that the queen is causing all this sickness or attempting to make more people sick. I, I, can't, I guess I can't deny that we haven't really been, at least while I've been on guard, not a lot of people have been leaving here as cured people. I'd say what you see down in the basement is going to be even worse. I'd say that's where they're taking people. Grain maidens aren't allowed down there. Hmm. Have you ever talked to anyone on why? Or, or anyone who did come up? I assumed it was just we'd be getting in the way of whatever research is happening down there. Dr. Devilis told us about as much, although he doesn't spend that much time down there. That's because what's down there isn't even part of his field. They're, they're taking people and they're taking their body parts and I'm pretty sure they're making a horrible sort of creature with them. We've already seen one of them. Taking body parts? They're creating whole golems. I haven't seen... I've seen one. I just thought that's where we disposed of the dead people. They're disposing of them all right, but they're making them into something new. And it's horrible. Uh, well, what would you have me do? I'm I'm bound to this post. We have to sign our lives over to the crown when we join the Grey Maidens. Even if everything you're saying is true, there's nothing I can do about it. I can't... I can't rebel against the rest of the Maidens. I'd just die. I mean... What if I could you, at least try and get you an out? If you open the door, I'll show you why an out's not going to work. So long as you're going to stay nice and friendly here. You took my weapons. What, am I going to punch you? I mean, it's not not unheard of, but she'll uh, she'll open the door. Uh, you open the door and the, uh, the woman on the other side will um, take off her great helm, revealing her face. And 
and she was clearly once like very beautiful but there are like fresh scars from wounds that can't have been more than a couple you know weeks or months old that just like slash you know from forehead to chin uh, across like over both of her eyes and across her cheeks she's just this kind of patchwork of scars this was part of the initiation ritual to the Grey Maidens. I, How am I supposed to pass in front of other Grey Maidens as, as anything but? We've at least got one other falsely accused person out of the city entirely. If you're willing to do that, you could not be a part of all of this. I mean, what kind of place forces you to fully scar your whole face? And make it so you could never, ever leave. What kind of job is that? It's freaking gang initiation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the most prestigious jobs in all of the city. I mean, we're directly under the crown. Plus, I didn't have a lot of options when, or prospects when I was asked to join. I thought, I thought it would be a good opportunity. You know, you get in so deep and there's... I didn't think in the first week that weeks later I'd be scarring my face for the queen, but when you're in that deep, you can't turn back. That's usually how places like this get you. It's real cult-like behavior. They treat it almost like a religion where you believe in it. And I, I don't know that I don't. I still want to believe in it, but again, if everything you're saying is true, happening here... I don't know what to believe then. Look, we can try and get you some proof so you can believe it, but I've got a couple potential outs for you, if you are willing, between the person we've already gotten out of this city and some other connections I've got and also kind of another group of women who are helping. There might be some options here. I'm not saying it's perfect, but I think we could easily probably get you some proof that what's happening here it's not right. Are you are you from Corvosa? Yeah, I was born here. How did they gather all you up? It started as uh, Sabina Marin was looking for strong women, uh, but also importantly, beautiful women. Apparently, there was an image that um, that she wanted to uphold for this new this new group under. Queen Eliosa. I beautiful till they make you scar up your face. Well, apparently that, you know, that was kind of the final step is are you willing to give up your beauty for um, you know, for for this, for this cause to support the crown and <laughs> so many didn't make it to the end. It was grueling to become a gray maiden. It, it almost felt like, you know, a sunk cost that it, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have been right to to turn it down at the end. I don't I don't know what would have happened if I did. What would have happened to me? It's not really something you fail out of. She found me begging. A lot of the other girls that were in, you know, were, were orphans or didn't have family. Um, some weren't for, from Corvosa. Some. 
So how long have you been in the guard here? We've been training for a while. Before the Grey Maidens were introduced to the city, I mean, we had to be. We had to be ready. I'd say I was picked up about four months ago. There were some that came before me and many that came after. How long ago did the king start getting sick? (laughs) That's a timeline you can pretty easily put together. Was it roughly four or five months ago? I understand that you've been through something very difficult and you've made it out unlike some of the others it sounds like I'm not out (laughs) no you've made it through the Great Maidens process (laughs) well yeah and and now I'm at the mercy of whatever punishment I'm gonna get for this whole thing it's a little better when you had me locked in a closet but now that I'm talking to you I'm more than willing to stage something so it looks like you're not in a good spot once again, but hear me out. Let us go downstairs at some point and rid the city of what's going on down there. And after that, you still want to go back to the Grey Maidens? We'll stage it. It'll be fine. You won't, no one will know. The other Grey Maidens are going to find me before, before you find any evidence to tell me about. The ones that were here? Yeah, we work in shifts. Even if When's the next shift? Even if none of my sisters are here, in six hours, there's going to be ten more. To take our place, I mean, we can't work 24 hours a day. It sounds like we'll have to figure something out, which I don't have a good solution for yet, but I'd like to bring the rest of the group in. And again, worst case scenario, if you want to stay and continue being a Grey Maiden with everyone, I can knock you out. I'm trained in medicine at least so I can do it the least painful way and you can be out for six hours. You haven't given me any other choice. I'm asking you to at least wait. Uh, Yeah, I'll wait. I have nowhere else to go. I was waiting before. You You were more of a prisoner in a closet before. I'm trying to work with you here. So if you could just wait till Vec gets back, then Vec, Sylvie, Diego and I can all talk to you and we can make up a plan. Okay. I think it's probably safer if you lock me back in this cupboard in case somebody shows up. If you want to wait in the cupboard, you can. But I'm not going to lock you in there. Just put the chair back up like you had it. She can go in the closet if she wants. (laughs) She does. I'm not going to ask for a roll because you didn't talk about any of your connections. Unless you want to roll diplomacy on that. I don't. I talked. I. Okay. It's fine. Uh, so you have that conversation. You guys are healing. Uh, Vec returns with several guards that change into Queen's physician outfits and kind of get to work helping the sick people because they're at least like, you know, the equivalent of like trained in medicine. They, they were field medics. He data dumps on everybody and kind of wraps up with the well, we do need to worry about the changing of the guards soon. Um, I did inform Cressida that we have a prisoner, and she said maybe that's an angle um, if she's willing to work with us to um, get some friendly faces on here instead of some guards that are going to be hostile and start this whole thing over. So I don't know if you have any words with our prisoner, but um, if she's willing to cooperate, then we could go. This might this just might work. I've t- I talked to her for a good long while. Uh, I told her to 
if she could wait until we could bring her some proof that the Grey Maidens are not so good, that we could try and make a plan to get her out of the Grey Maidens entirely, but uh, right now she's waiting in the closet because she's very worried that someone else might show up and uh, be blamed for some stuff. So I think she'd be willing to potentially help, but she's looking for proof and uh, a, a surefire way to get out. All right. Well, we have a couple bargaining chips, if that's the case. We'll just need to be sure of her intentions. I don't want to put her in friendly hands, and she rolls on everybody and reveals any of our friends to the queen. So we'll just need to be sure. I I agree, because realistically, looking at who we've got, who could potentially help here, we've got Devargo. We maybe have, I can always reach out, the Darklight Sisterhood. It's another sisterhood that might even be more comfortable for her. Right. And also, we can always make a plan very similar to what we did with with Trinia. Mm-hmm. There's three different options we've got here to help her. I can't guarantee any one of them is going to be perfect, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to start spewing names when I have no idea if she's even going to stay. All right. All right. Well, we should probably talk to her, I guess. Of those three... Is there any that you would start with, Mia? What do you think she's going to respond best to? I personally am worried for Trinia's safety if we get her with them, but if we feel confidently that she's not going to roll on us, then that is an option for sure. She's got no choice, really. Once she does leave uh, and she takes off that helmet for good, everyone's going to know that's in part of the Grey Maidens that she's left. And I'm sure she'll be put to death. So I don't think she's got a choice to go back if she did go to the area Trinia's in. All right. Well, then let's go have a conversation. Diego, Sylvie, if you'd like to join, it might um, help to have a little muscle behind me. (laughs) You've all been notably silent for a while. I'll join. Uh, Sylvie, in the back of your mind, you probably think, well... You know, there's a fourth connection, considering you're apprenticing under Blackjack. Oh, I was going to say the other barber. (laughs) The other barber. She could make her scars pretty. No, that is a a good point that uh, that there are other masked options out there that she could (laughs) she could do good and still have her face covered. But yeah, that there doesn't have to be just set with the with the gray maidens so yeah if we need an additional an additional option Sylvie can bring that up I I do think we can't go into this conversation with four potential murky options I think we need to pick one and pitch it to her Mm. yeah it's just which one is the safest thing to say if she just says forget it I don't care I'm going back to the gray maidens and then is it do we just kill her and get over with it? Mm-hmm. Or do we just, like, how do, how do you present an option, right? Like, if I say, oh, yes, DeVargo will get you out. And then, you know, the Grey Maidens get word of that and DeVargo's entire area is, you know, demolished or ransacked. Yeah. What if we kind of going off of the kind of vigilante angle, uh, Ven Carlo had a lot of great connections because he knew people in various places. What if we ask her to stay 
and she could be an inside gray maiden. There are other gray maidens that are coming that are, you know, a little flexible on the rules. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't get her in trouble. And we, like, incited a riot at the end of book one. Like, if we said, hey, we're friends with Blackjack, she might be like, yeah, I guess I heard that people that look like you were friends with Blackjack. That checks out. Yeah. So I, I think maybe that's the angle that we start with. I think whatever we do, we have to present the option as a, a better alternative for her life yeah. than the Grey Maiden. So, it's you know, uh, not just the fact, like, how, you know, we go about putting her somewhere else. It's like, wh- wh- this. why is this option better for you than just being... Because it doesn't sound like she was initially too attached to the Grey Maiden. She was just yeah. looking for some purpose in her life or something like that. Yeah. All right. So I think the the blackjack mole might be a, a decent idea because in that least in that way she doesn't have to like turn her back on the gray maidens and have her head on a swivel for the rest of her life at least in the short term. Mm-hmm. So we got to screen her to make sure she's not lying to us though because that could get she double double turns. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna need some perception experts to help me out on that <laughs> one. I should be able to help with that. Now I will also say you know yeah you're definitely gonna want to sense motive and stuff but she did give mirror a lot of information for pretty much nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. big thing here, I think, is that we've learned that the queen is trying to bring the average around the city down. I think it's sort of a mere mirror who's the fairest of them all situation. <laughs> the queen knows she's not the prettiest. She's like, I round him up, scar him up, put him in mm-hmm. chain mail. Now who's the prettiest, you know? Yeah. Which tricky tricky, but I, I mean I get the I get the thrust there. Alright, so we get all of our people together head back. We're going to pop the door open and start the conversation with this lady. And I think the first thing that Vec wants to say is, oh, pleased to meet you once again. Um, if I haven't uh, mentioned before, my name is Vec. What's your name, miss? My name's Morgan. Morgan. Well, it's a pleasure to put a, a name to the face. I had a conversation here with my friend Mia. She said that you may have expressed some um some reservations about what's happening with the Grey Maidens and and what you're doing here. But of course, you're in a very um, precarious situation in that you you will be noticed if you leave. And if you stay, you may be under some scrutiny about what happened here. And I, I think we have a happy medium. Now, you may have remembered a, um, a, a riot that happened at a, um, a public execution not too long ago. Uh, a, a woman, uh, Miss Trinia Sabor, was to be put to death. And that was interrupted by people who, if you've read the, uh, the newspaper, the ears of the city, um, have likenesses similar to ours. So you know that we're revolutionaries are close to that. Um, you'll also know if you read the news, or were even there, that... There was another man involved, Blackjack. So it's pretty obvious if you can follow here that we have an in with Blackjack and he has uh, the city's best interests at heart. He's fighting injustice. He's trying to do he's trying to do good here. And I think what I'm trying to propose here is that you have a lot of information, a lot of good information, but you might not be ready to leave the Grey Maidens. And that's very understandable. Perhaps there can be a happy medium where we're able to let you walk away from this and return to your Grey Maidens, but also work to change this city for the better. You're stuck in it. There's not much we can do about that. But 
with someone on the inside, someone with your skills and your insight, we may be able to get freed up a little bit to stop things like this. And he raises his hands and kind of gestures around from happening to anybody else. It's not going to be an easy path, but it is a noble one. It's one that I would highly suggest that you consider because this city is... I've lived here my entire life, and some of the people that you're working with are trying to kill it from the inside. Mia said that you grew up here, and I don't think that you want that to happen either. We're trying to stop it, and I'm asking you to help me do that. Well, you've certainly given me a lot of information to use against you, so I suppose I suppose I should trust you. Um, what you're asking is that I continue working with this group, potentially doing harm so that I can provide information. And honestly, I'm, I'm not so worried about that because I've never directly been asked to do harm. I don't even know that Commander Marin knows what's happening with the Queen's physicians. We were just ordered to guard this place and make sure that, you know, the citizens that are being let in aren't causing an issue for the queen's physicians so i i could do that but i need to have if i'm gonna do that and i get figured out i need a pretty clear extraction plan other than sorry it was nice knowing you it's not fair to ask me to risk my life if there's no way out it's not fair and in this exact moment i cannot offer you that but Blackjack has gotten our friends out of the city before. We're working with him. We'll have conversations, conversations soon where we can discuss this and get that contingency set up. I'm not asking you to do anything outside of your normal operating procedure until that's set up. And, and I think that's a fair compromise. Do you? Roll me a diplomacy check. Oh, yeah. That's an eight, which would be a 22. I have a hero point. A DC 22 is usually about a standard level DC at this point. No metagaming. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say, um, you know, the peanut gallery, especially, um, especially Sylvie, who has more information on Blackjack, or Amir, who has, you know, three other potential outs, could pipe up here uh, to aid. Sylvie will attempt to aid the could be a little risky. Uh, she peers around from the back of the party where she was just uh, being the muscle in the back. We would just need to set up a, a way you could contact us. That way we could get you out. If you are willing to help us, then we can make a plan. We are quite powerful and can be can be on the move. We just need a good way for you to to contact us, but I'm sure we can figure that out. And if not us, I I know of a way we can get an audience with Blackjack himself, and that way he could be on your side as well. Aye, and if Blackjack isn't able to get you out, I have a group. It's another sisterhood. They're in the city, and they've got a lot of connections in other cities, and they might be able to help get you out and make another plan. Do you think a sisterhood like that would would be where I could end up? If eventually I 
would want to leave the Grey Maidens either way. Uh, once you have all the information you need, I obviously don't want to be a mole forever. I think you probably could. You're probably going to have to spend a little bit of time there and learning what they do. And of course, you'll have to kind of marry the position a little. <laughs> Can't be any worse than what I've already done. I'll say, at least none of them are currently disfigured that from swearing into this. But it'll be another sisterhood and a potential welcoming force there. You can go ahead and uh, do lore underworld for your aid if you want. Perfect. I also uh, did my math bad. That's a 23. It's got a nat 20. Hell yeah. Uh, so that's a critical aid. So um, are you trained in lore underworld? I'm an expert in lore underworld. Um, I still think that's a plus two. I think you start to get the, when you're like master, it becomes like a plus three. Yeah. Um, but that's still, so that's plus two. So that's a 25. Uh, meets beats. So, there's two things that we would need to do for this to work. I'm, I can, I can do this for you. Uh, Like your friend Sylvie said, though, I'm going to need a way to contact you. For now, it can just be a place. But in the future, you know, I I can tell (laughs) from our fight that several of you use magic. So... It would I'd, it'd be much appreciated if I could get a magical way eventually. Um, so that's one. Two is that I, I'm really hoping with your underworld connections and that kind of thing that one of you is good at forging because in order for me to not get blamed for this, I'm going to have to get, you're going to have to erase any record of me being on first shift today and move me to second shift. Is this going to be a thievery? Because it's going to be a society. Ooh, I believe ah. is forgery. Okay, I have taken a few writing classes in my day. I have decent penmanship. <laughs> now let me let me double check that because I, I really do think it it's is society. society. It is society. society. Yeah, a very creative writing course <laughs> <Yeah>. indeed. <laughs> All of that practicing cursive is going to pay off. Yes. And just to be clear, is this going along with our big plan or also screwing with the schedule? Because I haven't specifically brought that up, but I could just say well, that. She's it's like already the, giving you like an in if you want to bring right. that up. Well, mm. I, I I will. I can RP that if you like or roll sure, a second sure, yeah. check or whatever. But uh, She's on your side at this point. All right, great. Yeah. Well, what, <laughs> great. Orientation starts now. I need you to mess with the schedule. So <laughs> you're going to need Sylvie to actually like mess with the schedule but she you know she knows enough about like you know the, the girls on to be able to like you know meet them at the door and be like hey we had this last minute change so and so mm-hmm. um so and so changed up the schedule last minute i'm really sorry i got here first blah 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 so she's gonna be able to like schmooze the people coming Perfect. in which is kind of how he how she's manipulating the schedule you're gonna need to put her and the other gray maidens that um, you know, Vecchi would have got their names as well. Mm-hmm. The other gray maidens that are going to be coming, that are more flexible, um, get their names on the shift. I know a few flexible gray maidens. Huh. Mira's going to spend time making sure she's at a hundred percent health as well. If she was damaged, and uh, 
I don't have pressure digitation, but if someone else does, or gotcha, generally yeah. help her make sure she looks nice and clean and fresh for her shift. Diego will discreetly clean the gore of her brethren off his mall. Yep. Yeah, I assume like I assume somebody with like like during this time that Vex's been gone, you guys could be taking like all the time you want, press the digitating and and uh, also like using the disguise kit to make these look like not super gory, just unconscious people and not like gory yeah. busted up bodies. Mm-hmm. Upstairs. God, it's got to be so hard being an investigator in this world if prestidigitation is such a free trip. <laughs> and we'd have to take off the. I feel like we got to take the gray maiden armor off. Just oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're 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 <laughs> like you're spending time like dressing these bodies and like dressing gowns. Like you got yeah this pile of gray maiden armor and shit that you're putting in a closet or whatever. Like essentially, what this is gonna look like is you guys came in, killed everyone. And this second shift came in none the wiser. Yeah, that's the game plan. Yeah. So essentially, like, you know, you could have disguised as a gray maiden and handed off the shift or something, but like this one that you have as an in is basically gonna explain the situation to everyone else. Like, oh, you know, so and so handed this off to me, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the schedule's all messed up. Here, you know, go home or go, you know, you're over here. Won't you believe it? Second shift from last night didn't close properly. <laughs> <laughs> they left a mess all over the floor. They left such a mess. I've been cleaning it up the whole time. <laughs> um, so why don't you give me a, uh, whoever's got the disguise kit, give me a uh, deception check. I'm going to give you a plus two circumstance bonus because of the amount of time that you've had to You've had like a full hour to disguise these bodies, so and we need a society still. And, and yeah, then we'll need the society. All right, Sylvie, I think you're on both of those. I got the disguise kit. Oh, coming in at a fourteen with that, but I will roll. Yeah, so Vec gets in and starts disguising stuff. Ooh, nineteen on the die. There we go. Thirty-three. Thirty-three. Uh, you think you've done a very? I mean, like. The gore is clean with the prestidigitation happening mm-hmm. after it. It's like these people could be sleeping for all you know. You've even like shaved Devilus's head so he like doesn't look like himself. Oh, and we loot him too. You, you will. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get to we'll get to you know the items that were everywhere. Oh. Um. Now let's get that uh, society. So Sylvie is looking over the schedules and she's doing her best to forge that's only a 19 okay let's see um now um your your new pal is going to attempt to assist you um with like her gray maiden lore like okay you need this to make it look official like you need that to make it look official so uh, i'm gonna roll that 18 on the die uh, unfortunately, I don't think that gets you a plus two, but it does get you a plus one. Okay, up to a 20. And uh, lucky for you, Create Forgery is not a uh, floating DC. Oh. It is always a DC 20. Oh, oh thank goodness. Nice. Whoa. <laughs> so uh, you're very thankful for the help because uh, you missed a couple spots, mm-hmm. Sylvie, but like, when she kind of like does another pass through it, she she's like, oh, oh, you you need a signature down here, and you need like. <laughs> we make a pretty good team. Oh, I can't expect you to know everything about it. It's the first time you've seen the schedule. 
It is good to have someone on the inside. I look forward to our partnership. Um, so now you guys are free to uh, kind of loot the bodies. I'm assuming you would have been doing this as you were kind of like undressing everyone and putting them in gowns and stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you should be able to, in Foundry, loot everyone. Okay, neat. Um, so yeah. the, the ones that have stuff that you might care about are probably the Grey Maidens oh, yeah. and uh, Devilus. The Grey Maidens each have a plus one longsword, a plus one short bow, full plate, a sturdy shield, and Ooh. or sturdy shield miner, and uh, simple manacles. That's a lot of gold. Yes, so there's a lot of gold there, although you kind of think, uh, you know, gray, selling Grey Maiden plate might get a little iffy. Mm. Well, with the right underworld connections. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, everything else you think pretty easy to sell. Um, the Let me just see if the surgeons even have anything. They have like a scalpel and healer's tools, so you have a glut of healer's tools if anyone didn't have them. Then on... Devilus himself, you find three keys, Ooh. 50 gold, uh, an unusual chain shirt, and an unusual rapier that I will... Uh, wow. Who, who has the bag of holding right now? Me. Would you mind, if you have a room, can you drag all the heavy gray maiden stuff in there? Ah, I don't know if I'm gonna have a lot of space for that. How many how many bulk do you have in there currently? Let me see. So I think it can hold twenty-five, the minimum one can. Um, I'm at sixteen total. So those are just I don't know why we would take them, I guess. The because they're worth money. Uh yeah, I guess I don't know how we would sell them. With underworld connections. Surely, surely there is a there's a market for someone buying it and then shipping it elsewhere to sell for full price. Dang, Sylvie, two natural twenties. Whoa! The, uh, really? Yeah, oh. two natural twenties on the on both skill checks. You you identify these very easily. Um, there, uh, you know, you can you can certainly tell that there's a, you've seen like the plus one in the striking rune on this rapier before. Uh, but this rapier has another rune that you haven't seen before. And uh, when you take a closer look, you recognize it as a disrupting rune. Oh. What does that so do? So disrupting rune um, is is essentially like the... Um, it does extra dam- extra positive damage against undead creatures. So it's going to add a D6 of positive damage to undead cre- creatures. Ooh. Nice. Um, the chain shirt is just a plus one chain shirt. So if anybody was missing an armor upgrade, you could add one. Um, or if anybody wanted a chain shirt, uh, there's the 50 gold. Um, he stole my rapier and I think I'm going to have to take his. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, not a bad, um, not a bad pickup. Now, find two keys and one like very strange-looking mechanical device. Um, I take a crafting check on that mm. to kind of know more about it. Oh, good god! Twenty. It's your third <laughs> net twenty in a row. Yeah, dude. get them all out before we fight something. Yeah. Um, 
So this looks like it activates a mechanism. Uh, it looks like you could insert it into a mechanism and, to have it operate. So it doesn't look like it necessarily opens something. Uh, the first thing that comes to mind with a nat 20 is there's probably not a room back here that's big enough to have a staircase that goes way down. There's probably some sort of mechanical lift. And I think Sazzy told you kind of as much. Uh, you think this would be the key to the lift? Goodness. Ooh. Goodness. We can ride right down. I was able to take stuff from one Grey Maiden, and I am now at capacity. Okay. That's good. Let's see if I can dump stuff for extra gold. Now, there are plenty of spots in this first floor that you haven't explored you're going to want to find a place to rest, presumably. Once we're done exploring this first floor, yes. Or at least make a little bit more progress now that everyone's healed up and relatively okay on spells and stuff. <laughs> oh, damn. That full plate is heavy. Yes. Maybe, that's why I was like yeah. saying, like, that's... Take the shield. Leave the full plate. I'll take some of the, the other uh, yeah. armor equipment stuff. Right. Can we drop the full plate? Yeah. Shields and swords with the plus one runes on them. Oh, yeah. That's going to probably... Four bolt. I didn't realize how much bulk it's it was. Five bolt. Wow. Uh, drop that and the shit. long, yeah. the plus one long swords are. Uh, I have a two bolt. of them. Yeah. All right. So I got rid of some stuff, so I have a little bit more space to take like another sword or something, but not nice. much more. You know, killed ten people in a room, and <laughs> this is what happens. Well, it's not like they're going anywhere. We can maybe grab some extra on the way out and just be encumbered as we're leaving. And, well, we probably couldn't put the armor on it, but we could floating disc some of the more inconspicuous items. Awesome. I got the, I got two shields, and those, I think those are worth the most, so I'll keep those. Yeah, I got all the weapons, though. Awesome. Sweet. Okay. Exploration time. Let's do it. Before, before we leave, uh, Diego's going to fit another... He will have fit another fury cocktail into his shifting spider collar for activation. Which door are we thinking? So you guys see um, a double door to the north, uh, a door to the west, and uh, you remember seeing, like, when you came out of the cloth, there was a door to the north there. I say we do the smaller doors, try and clear them out. I bet the double door takes us to the lift. Sounds good. Mir's going to have her bow out. Sure. Stacked up. I'll try the door. The door is unlocked. And when you open it, you find what appears to be a um, kind of a room full of crates and boxes. Um, the uh, You see like three what would be doors on the um, northern wall, but they are, if you if you remember when you kind of searched around the place, they're the ones that were like all boarded up. Mm-hmm. It would take some time to, um, to loosen and, and make operable again, but this looks like it was maybe once a loading bay from the river. No. Oh, okay, so process of elimination. We're not worrying about those doors, I'm sure, at least for now. There's another door in this room that was the door that we spotted when we came in. So we've effectively checked all the doors off the list except those double doors that we mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Yep. Another thing to note when you're in there is that it it, it doesn't look in use currently. Uh, I'd allow like a perception check looking around there. 
Yeah. Ooh, 29 for Diego. Yes. All right, I got a 13. What do I get with a 13? What the heck? Another natural 20 for a 30. I think. Oh, is that four in a row? This has row. to be That's broken. Crazy. Yeah, sums up. Emily, never sign out of this session. Yeah, stay forever. <laughs> um, yeah, Emily, Sylvie is the one that can like, I mean, Diego is about as, as perceptive here, but um, the two of you can actually smell like, like exotic woods in here. Whatever was loaded in here was from very far abroad. There's a bunch of ropes and pulleys from the ceiling that look like um, they were probably used to like load this stuff in and you find a relatively untouched crate in here and when you open it up it's filled with um, with this just resplendent uh, silk Vudrani clothes mm-hmm. um, looks like uh, in total it's probably worth uh, 24 gold. So I'm just going to distribute the coins to you guys here. We tear the garments into equal sized <laughs> portions. It's the only fair way to do it. There's yeah. enough garments in here that you could each sell. Can we also distribute amount. the gold from uh, Reiner as well? I can't distribute oh, gold can. from NPCs. Got it. Oh. So you guys just got to each add uh, like Ten, uh, 12 gold, five silver, or whatever it is. Sure. Okay. Quarter the baby. Done. Yeah, it's a weird thing. It's just like when an NPC is lootable, they don't only loot chests have that option. Got it. Okay. Uh, however, with a uh, with a thirty from that nat twenty, you also think that there's enough materials in here that if you wanted to use this room as a uh, as a place to hunker down, a it's not well trafficked, and b there's enough stuff in here that you could easily bar a door. Um to make the room inaccessible just in case if you really wanted to. Um, you do you know, you do kind of think that you're going to be relatively safe with with these members of the Corvos and Guard here as well as uh, potentially some Grey Maidens on your side. Nice. Perfect. Guys, double doors. Yeah, makes sense. Double or nothing. Okay. So in this room, you find several cubbies and wooden lockers that line the walls in a small workroom. There's four rickety chairs surrounding a water-damaged table and a well-used but solid-looking cargo lift. Oh. We found it. Uh, When you approach the lift, you do find what appears to be a mechanism with a hole that seems that it would fit... The button key. Yes, the button key that would allow you to press the button to make the lift rise or descend. Well, we so do. No. It's up to you. Do you want to keep going? I thought I thought we were good to keep adventuring. Well, here's the thing. You have the first floor locked down, and they've given you an opportunity to rest. If you alert the downstairs, they're alerted. Ah, okay. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah, I guess we I guess we can rest up. As much as I want to keep going, we should I don't think we should. Take the yeah, take the respite that we have and then hit him as hard as we can tomorrow morning. Yeah. So let's rest in this broken crate room. Okay, you guys pull out your bed bed rolls, light an indoor fire to tell indoor campfire stories. Of course, <laughs> yeah, inhale the smoke. Of wood on the map here. Yeah, like to make a survival check to find a good campsite location. Yeah, <laughs> sure. 
Uh, you think you could hang a hammock between the two pulleys? Beautiful. <laughs> It'd be just like lifting cargo. So you guys go ahead and take a rest here. Uh, are you setting up a watch? Are you trying to, you know, be present for all the shenanigans that are supposed to happen this evening? Or are you just kind of trusting the system? We should trust the system. Or And maybe, as a plan B, set a watch so that Vec is the one on watch when people are planned to come in. Well, Vec has to... Uh, Like, he has to prep his spells and stuff. Yeah, that's the problem for me. I think that it would be worse if we were seen. Okay, yeah, that's fine. That's what I'm worried about. Like, I think, sure, we can maybe schedule a, like, watch schedule Mm -hmm. to be ready to wake people up if something's, like, bad. But I think it would be worse if we were seen. Okay, stay in here priority. I got it. If anything, maybe we tell our friend Morgan, like, Hey, if someone really needs to speak to us, like knock on the door in this pattern and we'll know. Sure. Well, you do know the the certain group of gray maidens were instructed to ask for Vec. So, you know, you could just tell Morgan like, hey, they're supposed to ask for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you can say, you know me. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, you guys rest up and um, the evening is actually uneventful because of the plan that you have set up and feel a bit stronger in the morning. Oh, Do we really? Oh! Because you're level seven. Yes! Oh, oh my gosh! Needed that! Lucky we'll level. Continue the curse campaign next time. Awesome. <laughs> The Bestow Curse Podcast is a Hideous Laughter Productions show. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Curse of the Crimson Throne is copyright 2016. Curse of the Crimson Throne and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Incorporated and used with permission.